Okay. I wrote it down too. Good morning, everybody. I had a hot mic and didn't know it. How is everybody? Thanks for coming out to join us this morning as uh, we celebrate and honor our veterans today at Crestview Baptist Church. And we spend some time together in worship and prayer and praise to our Savior. I'm so glad to have you. If you're a visitor with us and um, you've never filled out a visitor card, if you would fill one of those out and drop it in the offering box at the door, we would just love to have a record of your attendance. Um, I have a few announcements going into the week. I um, want to remind everyone about our Wednesday night services at 6.30. Um, and the, any youth or children who are in the Christmas play, we have been practicing at 5.30 on Wednesday nights. Um, if you're going to be a part of that, or if you are a part of that, it is very important that, you're, that you do your best to come out to that. Because we only have just a few weeks until, um, until the play is upon us. So it's very important if you're part of that, that you're here and try your best to get here right at 5.30 so we can get started. Um, this week I'm going to prepare just some hot dogs with some basic, uh, just the basic stuff with some chips afterwards for supper. So uh, I will take care of that as you guys finish up your play practice before we go into Bible study. Um, this week we have a few things coming up um, on Thursday first thing um, the Sunshiners are going to Lake Lure and I was told to let you know that if you are going with the Sunshiners you need to be signed up before you leave today uh, that way they can have a good count of who's going and, um, and they're leaving the church at 2 o'clock and uh, going to eat, going to spend some time on Lake Lower. It'll be a good day. I know the leaves will be changing. It'll be a, it'll be a nice drive. Um, so that, and then on that evening, uh, any of the Baptist men or anybody who could come out and work, uh, we have a project they're fixing to start on. Uh, planned on starting it last week, but the rain came in and set us back a week. So uh, come out to that at 6 o'clock if you can for that. Um, don't forget, uh, this coming Saturday is the WMU Vendor Show from 6 to 1. It begins in the Fellowship Building, and I believe it comes down. Is it still going to be in the Sunday School Rooms, or is it? Do what? 8 to 1. It says 6 to 1 in the bulletin. I think so. It's okay. Don't be here at 6 o'clock. Joey said she will not be ready at 6 o'clock. 8 to 1. Oh, I can't read. I'm sorry. Eight, eight to one. Excuse me if you're at home. I, I, was, I thought I wrote all this down right. Um, anyway, I didn't. So, but come out to that. Uh, there's some, uh, it's, it's Christmas time coming up. There's a lot of cool things to see uh, for that. And then um, next Sunday is our shoebox dedication, right? Next Sunday. Yeah, I did write that one down right. So if you have shoeboxes to bring to the dedication service, uh, bring those with you Sunday. Or if you've brought them this week and, you, and they're in your car and you want something to do with them, I'm sure we can put them in, the, in Sanders' office. That's where we have some in there. And uh, we have some that we packed uh, last Wednesday with the youth and the children. I want to think we packed around 25. Was it 50? 54. Oh, I was way off. I was way off. 54 shoeboxes. So, listen, 
it's been a long weekend. But uh, at this time, I'm going to call on Jim Humphreys, the chairman of the deacons, up to share something with you guys. Huh? Hold on. Is it the soup supper? Is that what it is? It's the auction. Oh, okay. So the Lottie Moon Supper and Auction is on the 18th. And that's at what time, Joey? Okay. So sign up for that if you can so she can get a good count of who's coming there. Um, that is a very fun event if you've never been. Um, I invite you to check that out. And now it is time for me to turn it over to Jim. And then after that, I would just invite you to. Oh, I'm sorry, Joey. Come here. Okay, Chad just about got all my notes here, but uh, we'll be going to the Processing Center in Charlotte on November the 29th for Samaritan's Purse, and we've got to sign up for that on the bulletin board also. So um, be sure if you're interested in going or if you've never been, it's a good experience, and uh, we'd love to have you go with us. So uh, if you have any questions, you can see one of the WMU ladies or me after church. Thank you. And also, before Jim comes up, if you're on the Building and Grounds Committee, they're going to have a brief meeting right after church up front. So if you'll come up for that. But at this time, after Jim gets done, I just invite you to turn your hearts to God as we worship this Sunday morning. Thank you, Chad. I just have a brief announcement I wanted to share with everyone that... uh, If you were one of the people who had Bruce Bridges as your deacon, you now have a new deacon, and you will be getting a call from him in the very near future, so you'll know who your deacon is. And if anybody doesn't know who their deacon is, feel free to call me anytime or ask Artie. We just want to make sure we're ministering to everybody as best we can, and we need your help. We need you to let us know. if, if, If you don't know who your deacon is, find out, so I can find out why they didn't tell you. And if it's me, I'm sorry. I meant to tell you. Uh, but uh, we all just want to do the best we can and minister, especially through this difficult time. But thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for being here today. And thank you for participating in our Veterans Appreciation Day. I know Veterans Day is not until the 11th. But we wanted to get a head start because we wanted to show our veterans that we do care about them and we are so thankful for them. But more importantly than the veterans is we are here to worship our Savior, Jesus Christ. So as we begin our time together, if you would please join me in prayer as we open our service. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we come before you, bowing before your throne. And dear Lord, while we are focused on veterans today, Dear Lord, we pray that you do not let us lose sight of the real reason that we are here. 
Dear Lord, we are here to honor the sacrifices that our men and women made to our country. But dear Lord, we are here because of the ultimate sacrifice that you made upon the cross to give us forgiveness of sins, to give us eternal life, and to adopt us into the family of God. Dear Lord, let us not lose sight of the cross and what it means to us. Don't let us stumble and fall. Let us finish the race that you put before us. And dear Lord, as we enter this time, there are so many things that are on our hearts and minds. We lay those at your feet right now. All our pains, all our sufferings, all our fears, all our concerns, we turn them over to you. And we ask that for this short hour, that you will block out everything from our minds so that we may fully concentrate on you. And dear Lord, above all, may hearts and lives be changed today because of your love and your word. And may everything that is done and said here today be an honor and praise to you. And it's in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. If you would please stand for the presentation of the colors. Thank you. You may be seated. Yes, today is Veterans Day, and we do honor our veterans. 
However, everyone here is a veteran because we're all in God's army. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy that we are going to endure hardship but like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So, veterans, we are going to stand and sing a song you haven't sang for some of you in 60 years. I may never march in the infantry. You're going to march. <laughs> Ride in the cavalry. Shoot the artillery. I may never zoom over the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. Let's stand as we sing. <laughs> I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never zoom for the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I may never march in the infantry, You know the best part about that song? Come on up, Chad. The best part about that song was watching this old Marine up here with this big old smile on his face singing it. It made you feel like a kid again, didn't it, Larry? All right. Oh, I got a good crew coming down this morning. I like it. Hey, guys, how is everybody? I hope everybody is having a great Sunday morning. And some of you guys are probably wondering, maybe wondering, might be wondering what in the world we're talking about. Why are we bringing flags out? Why are we talking about Veterans Day? We don't normally do all that stuff, do we? But... It is a special day. Veterans Day is actually Thursday, but to, we're, we're recognizing our veterans today because our veterans are very, very special to us. Somebody tell me what a veteran is. Macy, hand one up first. It's actually someone, someone who used to be in the Army, who, or they're still in it. I'm sorry, Larry's going to come 
If I say used to, Larry's going to come down here and pop me in the head. Because once a Marine, always a Marine, right? They, they, they used to be on active duty, and now they're private citizens, and we honor those veterans on this day. And it's a great thing we do. Why would we do that? Does anybody know why we would do that? Kira, why would we do that? Here, sit down. Why would we do that, Kira? What if there weren't people willing to go and fight the battles for our country? We could be still under England's rule. We could be. We could be speaking another language right now. You never know. But there are people who put their life on the line. And there are some people who gave their life in order to do that. But everybody who put their life on the line, they did that because they put their life out there on the line with the chance that they could lose it. And that is what love is all about. I want to share with you a Bible verse because even though today's Veterans Day, Mr. Artie, he said, you know what? The most important thing we do today is we, we are out here worshiping our Savior, Jesus Christ, right? Because he gave the ultimate act of love. And there's a verse I want to share to you that talks about the greatest love there is in John chapter 15, verse 13. It says, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. That is the ultimate sign of love, to lay your life down on the line for other people. And that is what Jesus Christ did when he willingly gave himself on the cross and was crucified for our transgressions, what we did for our sins. Isn't that awesome? And that's, that's why when I look at Veterans Day and Memorial Day and days like that, I think about these people who've given their life, who willingly went and served our country, risking their life and possibly giving their life. So we... So we can have the freedoms that we have. And we're going to talk about that a little more, about what Christ did and about the freedoms we have and why they're so important and why, it's, and why I'm so thankful that we're able to be here on Sunday mornings. But let's bow our heads and we're going to line up out back and uh, head out to Children's Church, okay? Let's bow our heads. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the veterans who are here today and the ones across the nation who, who risked their life so we could have the freedom. But Lord, thank you most of all for your son Jesus Christ who laid his life down willingly on a cross on Calvary to be crucified for something that we did for our transgression. Only to be risen from, risen from the grave on the third day defeating the devil and securing our freedom from sin forever and ever. All this we ask in your name. Amen. Even we as adults need to be reminded that Veterans Day is not just a day off of work or school. It's not just a day in November where the post office is closed. But Veterans Day is a wonderful opportunity for us 
to honor all the servicemen and women who have ever served in any branch of the military on behalf of our country. And as Chad read in the Bible, that there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. It's amazing how our soldiers fought for us and considered us their friend and didn't even know us. So we do want to thank you for serving our country and helping us to remain free. We respect and honor you more than you'll ever know. We pray for you, and I pray that you will feel comfort and peace with our Lord and Savior, no matter if you're serving or you have already served. We know that a lot of you saw several trials during your service time, so we pray that you see God's mighty hand restoring your soul as well as your health. We pray that God will show us how to thank you and honor you for the sacrifices that you have made. So let us pray at this time. Oh, Lord, our Lord and Savior, we do come today, and we want to lift up our brothers and our sisters that have, over the years, signed up to follow in your footsteps, to have a willingness to lay down their lives for others. What a huge sacrifice. You have blessed our nation. Lord, Lord we, we know that we are blessed. And we know that you have a plan for us. And that you have a plan for us all to have freedom and justice and, and peace. We pray that for those who are in the battlefield and for those who trained and for those who are preparing to fight, those who are wounded, Lord, we pray that they feel your presence. And we honor the battles they have fought as well as the battles that are to come. We know that we all will see true freedom and justice and peace through your victory. And we are guaranteed this, Lord, through you as being our Lord and our Savior. These things that we ask in your holy name. Amen. So to all of our veterans of all of the armed forces... We are proud of you. We respect you. We honor you. And we thank you for your service. We thank you for keeping America free. We know this is the land of the free, and it is the home of the brave because of you. And we know that America is free, even though we see trials. We are thankful to be called an American. At this time, the choir is going to sing a medley of all the military branches theme songs. As you hear your theme song being played, if you'll just come and line up across here and then remain standing until Artie finishes with the presentation. So at this time, we present to you the salute to the armed forces. Shut 
Nick, can I, you got me on. Yeah. Guys, thank you. What, not yet. Don't go anywhere, Sam. <laughs> we have a certificate and a Bible to give you. And this is what the certificate says. In appreciation for your answering the call to serve your country, for your commitment to duty, for your sacrifice, and for your example, we present you with a small Bible that you may continue the good fight. Whitey Green. Thank you, sir. David Lee. Doug Pittman. And I'm going to give your dads to you too. Randy Webb. All right, thank you. Dan Branham. I can't get over the picture. Larry Ledbetter. <laughs> Sam Mills. Cecil Willis. Richard Reeves. Cleve Daggerhart. Chris Sanders. I'll get your certificate after church. Okay. Mike McCright. Thank you. Larry Hammett. Thank you. Clark Sanders. And then Adam Webb. Can we give these men another round of applause? Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, you. Yes, you can. You can go. Today is the first Sunday of November, and I am going to be preaching a series of messages this month I am thankful for. Well, today, I am thankful for those 
that have served. See, over the last three years, I have gained a new appreciation for those that serve in the military. My son Jonathan is somewhere underneath the Pacific right now. Rick asked what ship he was on. I said, I hope he's not on a ship underneath the water. (laughs) But the last three years have really taught my family something about what it means to have someone go into the armed forces. The sacrifices, the long periods of time where you don't get to see them, you don't get to speak with them. There are things that they do in their service that we can't know about. And the changes that people go through during that time, it is difficult. But I have two passages of Scripture that I want us to look at today. The first is 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18. Go ahead and turn there if you have your Bible. And put your thumb there and then flip over to 2 Timothy 2. 2 Timothy 2. We're going to look at the first four verses there. And if, as you turn there, if you could stand... As I read this, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And then 2 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 4. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the thing which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, these entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also suffering hardship with me as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. Let's pray. Our blessed Heavenly Father, thank you for what we see written in the letters to the church at Thessalonica and the letter to the young pastor Timothy. Lord, thank you for the words. Speak to us through them today, and it is in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ our Savior we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Now, I want to start off by talking to everybody. The first passage that I read, the the verses 16 through 18, look at what it says. It says God's, it, it tells us what God's will is for us to do. A lot of times people say, I don't know what God's will for my life is. It is very simple. Look at what it says here. What is God's will for us? 
1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is God's will in your life, in Christ Jesus. The first thing that is God's will for our life is that we rejoice always. Rejoice always. The second thing that God's will for our life is pray without ceasing. I've heard it say many times that there are no atheists in foxholes. I don't know if that's true, but I know in my personal life, it seems that we get so busy doing all our, our everyday life that we forget to talk to God. And the only time that we talk to Him or even go to Him is if there's an issue that we need His help with. That's not God's will for our life. God wants us to have a relationship with Him. And how we have that relationship and strengthen that relationship is by communicating with Him. Pray without ceasing. Talk to Him. But part of prayer sometimes is being quiet long enough for the other person to talk. Prayer is not a one-sided conversation where we tell God everything that we want to say to Him and we don't stop long enough to listen to what He has to say back. You know, He tells us in the Old Testament, Be still and know what? That I am God. Sometimes part of prayer is being still and knowing that He is God. And listening to what He has to say back to us. There have been certain occasions in my life that I have been praying about something and got to a point where I finally sat down and be still and it was almost like I heard an audible voice speak back to me. One time was when I was asking God to show me a clear-cut decision, show me what He wanted me to do. And because of circumstances and things that happened, it was very clear what I needed to do, but I was angry about it. I was so angry. And I was out there praying to God. And I'm like, why in the world are they doing this? Why am I being treated this way? And it was almost like, it's like God talked to me out in the middle of those woods. Why are you mad? You asked me to show you what you needed to do. How much clearer can I make it for you? And immediately, I wasn't mad anymore. Because God answered back. And I, it was almost as like I heard him sitting right next to me, talking to me. But you have to pray without ceasing. That's his will for us. Not just when we need something. He is not Santa Claus sitting there at the mall and you go sit in his lap and tell him what you want. That's not God. And then the third thing. The third thing that God is God's will for our life is in everything give thanks. That word everything throws a little wrinkle into some things. Because according to what Paul says in this letter to the church at Thessalonica, verse 18, in everything give thanks. It doesn't say just give thanks when things are going great. 
Don't give thanks when things are going perfect and everything is running smooth. That's not what it says, is it? It says in everything. That means when you run out of gas, when the tire falls off your truck, when you lose your job, when your kid's sick, when you don't have any food and you don't have any money to buy anymore. When you lose a spouse. When things aren't going good, what are we supposed to do? Give thanks. In all things. Always, in everything, give thanks. It's not just a once a year thing that we are thankful at Thanksgiving. That's not God's will for our life. The will for our life is that we are thankful in every situation. Paul says, I know what it is to be, have everything. And I know what it's like to have nothing. And he says, because of Jesus Christ, I have learned that in all situations, I am to be content. I am to be thankful have you ever noticed that sometimes when we're going through the roughest parts of our life is when God's teaching us the most? That's something to be thankful for, isn't it? But it's be thankful in all things. So today I want to talk about us being thankful, that I am thankful for those that served our country. So I want us to look over at 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 4. I find it very interesting that Paul equates being a, a strong disciple of Christ and a committed disciple of Christ to being a soldier. I find it very interesting. And, and if you look through Scripture, there are several different places that he talks or that the Bible talks about the, the similarities between a soldier and a Christian, one of which is put on the full armor of God. I mean, you think about this. To be a fully equipped soldier, you have to be a properly equipped to be a good Christian, we have to be properly equipped. But here, look at what he says. He says, you therefore, my son, be strong in grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Suffer hardships with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier is in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. So the first thing that I am thankful and the first reason I am thankful for, for those that serve is for answering the call. Just like with Jesus Christ, many are called but few answer because there is a cost to answering the call. 
And those that, that answered the call of our country, whether it was voluntary or involuntary in some of the cases, you still answered the call. And I am so thankful that you did, because just as, as, as Kira said, I mean, she took it back to the very beginning of our country. If we didn't have people answering the call to serve our country, we would still be under England's rule. She didn't mess around with any of the other ones. She went right immediate to the Revolutionary War. And she's right. If people didn't answer the call to serve, we wouldn't be where we are today. And I am so thankful for their willingness to pay the cost and the price to serve our country. But I also need to, I can't can't help but to do this. Each and every one of us that's claimed that we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior is called to do something. Have you answered that call in your life? Have you answered the call of Jesus Christ? To serve Him regardless of the cost. And another way that I am thankful for those that serve is I am thankful for their commitment to duty. They have been given a specific job to do. And they are committed to learning that job. They are committing to to doing that job. Because not only do their lives in some cases depend on that, but the lives of other people depend on them fulfilling that duty. So their commitment to duty, I am so thankful for that. One thing that Larry and Bob used to tell me all the time is that when you you joined the Marines, it didn't matter what your MOS or your job was, that every single Marine was trained as, as infantry. And if you were a cook, if the call came out, you, gra- you dropped the potatoes and you grabbed the gun and you went. Is that right? Adam, is that right? You, the commitment. I know in the Navy that as part of their training... And Dan and, and Cecil and, and, and Sam, you can make sure I'm telling this right, but in your training, you, all the Navy guys are trained as firemen because if they get out there in the middle of the ocean and the boat catches on fire, somebody's got to put it out. And so they have a job, not only their, their own jobs, whether it's a, a boiler maker or a bomb site specialist or, or in Jonathan's case, a, a, a machinist mate, or a Bozeman's mate. No matter what their job was, when the call came, they had to drop what they were doing and become what that was needed and become a fireman to put out that fire on the boat. But their commitment that it takes to serve blows my mind and I learn more and more about the commitment to their duty. But you know what? It's not by accident that Paul uses this as an example of how we are supposed to be with Jesus Christ. 
Because we are supposed to be committed to Jesus Christ with the same passion, the same drive, the same commitment to duty as a soldier. That's the way we're supposed to be with Jesus Christ. We are all, He has given us all different gifts. He has given us all different things that we're able to do within the church. But we have all had the same duty. The same responsibility. We are all being called. Regardless if we're the ones that sweep the floor or we're the ones that stand up here and preach or lead singing or run the sound booth or, or change light bulbs or cook or teach children. Doesn't matter. We've all been given the same responsibility and that is to make disciples. That is what we've been called to do. We need to have that same commitment in our lives as Christians, just as these men and women have the same commitment to their commanders and their duty. And the third thing that I am thankful for is I am thankful for their sacrifice. We are learning more and more about this. That when these men and women signed up to serve in our military. It was at a cost. They did it knowing that there could be some situations that they would miss. Some opportunities with their families that they would miss. And in some cases, it has cost them relationships. It has cost them spouses. Because of their commitment. My son, Trey, that works in the sound booth, he's getting married in March. Jonathan is at sea for six months. He won't be back till April. So he is, he is going to miss that wedding. That he is a part of. But because of his duty and his commitment, he is having to sacrifice that. In many cases, men and women have gone overseas and they have served their country just to come back and find the ones that they were here, that, that, that they left here were no longer there for them. And in some cases, they come back to a country that doesn't, that doesn't appreciate what they went through. The sacrifice that these men and women make is incredible. But you know something? If you talk to them, I was talking to my son the other day on the phone, Jonathan, and he says he, gets, he feels very uncomfortable. I was talking to Larry yesterday at breakfast and he told me the same thing. He says, I feel very uncomfortable with people telling me they appreciate me and that they're thankful for my service. And he says, I feel because that's not why I'm doing it. I don't do it to get the, the free meals. I don't do it to get the pats on the back. I don't get it, do it for the recognition. I do it because it was the right thing to do. They don't even see it. As a sacrifice. 
us as Christians. There may be things that we have to give up to follow Christ. I think I've shared with you before that when I accepted Christ as my Savior, I felt like the weight of the world had been lifted off my shoulders. And I had the most incredible peace and the most incredible night's sleep I'd had in, in, in months the day I accepted Christ because I had a peace. I don't know if I shared with you what else happened. There was a group of us guys that hung around and we used to go do all kinds of stuff. We used to get in fights. We used to do all kinds of crazy stuff. The moment I accepted Jesus Christ, there was a wall that seemed to go up between us. And I went to go talk to one of them about what had happened to me, about me coming to know Jesus. And he couldn't understand what I was really talking about. And he asked me about going out to drink that night or go to a bar where the waitresses wore some skimpy outfit. He didn't, it, it didn't compute with him what I was talking about. And I said, no. I don't want to do that. There was a wall that came up. And these, th- these guys that I ran around with, I was with most of the day. I w- we went and did everything together. We had been through a death of a friend. Immediately there was a division there. Because I was no longer the same. But I'm going to tell you something. It didn't feel like a sacrifice. Because what I lost, Christ gave me so much more. And there wasn't a sacrifice. People say all the time, well, I will follow Christ. I I don't want to have to give up this to follow Christ. Let me tell you something. When you follow Christ... You don't want that stuff anymore. Because he has made you a new creature. What you want changes. What is now important to you is not what used to be important to you. And what you seemingly have to sacrifice to become a Christian does not seem like a sacrifice. And you give it up joyfully because of the call. Just like our military. And then I'm thankful for their example. You see, my son is now my example. He doesn't like it when I say it, but he's my hero. Because of what he is doing. The growth that we're seeing. The commitment level. The responsibility level. He is my hero. Because of the example that he is setting. With his life. And I am so thankful for the example of these men and women that have served our country. 
The, the differences that made in their life. Church, that's the way we need to be as Christians. We need to be the examples of how to deal with life. And we are going to be an example. I'll be honest, I used to tell the youth all the time, you're going to make an impact on somebody's life. It's up to you what kind of impact you're going to have. And church, it's it's up to us, each and every one of us, what kind of example we're going to be. We're either going to be a good example or we're going to be a bad example. It's up to you. How you want to to display Christ in your life. But I am so thankful for everything that Christ has done in me and for me. And I am thankful for what Christ is doing in your lives and in the life of our church. But I am also so thankful for those that answered the call to serve our country. For their commitment to duty. To their sacrifice. And for their example. Have you had that same commitment? Have you had that same Answering the call of Christ. The same commitment to duty for Christ. The same sacrifice for Christ. And are you living as an example of Christ right now? Right now, we're going to have a time of invitation. This is the opportunity for you. Number one and foremost is answer the call of Christ. He is there waiting for you to come to him. If you have not answered that call, don't leave this place today without doing so. This is your opportunity to do that. If you are looking for a place to worship and a a church family to belong to, This is your opportunity to do that also. We would love to have you come be part of our church family. Whatever it is that God is wanting you to do, don't leave this place today without doing that. As we sing this song, this is your chance. Hymn number 485. Would you stand as we sing? Stand up, stand up for Jesus. 485. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, the soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner, it must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, his army shall he lead. Till every foe is vanquished, for Christ is Lord indeed. 
Stand up, stand up for Jesus, the strife will not be long. The day of noise of battle, the next the victor's song. To him that overcometh, the crown of life shall be. He with the King of glory shall reign eternally. Thank you for those that have joined us online. Don't forget all the announcements were made. If you're a sunshiner, don't forget to sign up to go on their outing this, this Thursday. Also, don't forget Bible study on um, Wednesday at 6.30. And don't forget the building and grounds meeting right after church. And then Thursday night, the men are going to get together to, to do some work around the church. Thank you for being here. Make sure you thank a veteran this week. Let them know how much you appreciate them and their service to our country. And now I'm going to ask Nick Barcher as our deacon of the week. He's up in the belfry if he will mind dismissing us in prayer. Lord, thank you so much for bringing us together for a time of fellowship, to honor you, to worship you and learn more about you. God, we just ask that as we go out into the community this week that you would help us shine your light into the world to be an example, much as our veterans have been examples for us. Lord, we, we thank you for them and their service and just ask that you would bless their week. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.